Hello, and welcome to Talking Sports with TK. I am Tommy Chrysan. Glad to be here. Glad to have you there. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Please share it with all of your friends. This episode, Sports Takes with Trey Blossman, brought to you by Realtor Andy Wells, 225-772-6000. You'll hear from Andy in just a minute. Trey Blossman and I have got some hot takes, some strong takes. We're going to talk about the NBA playoffs Playoffs are in the conference finals now. We got lots of comments about the Philadelphia 76ers and former LSU Tiger Ben Simmons. Some hard-hitting NBA playoff comments coming up for you. Then we're going to talk about the Olympics. The Olympics are coming up in Tokyo, Japan, and they're going to have men competing as women. Mind-boggling. We're going to get into all of that. We got some strong takes. And again, please share this podcast with any and all of your friends. Connect with me on social media, Tommy Chrysan, K R Y S A N, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. I have my own YouTube channel, and I am the oldest dude on TikTok. Just search for Talking Sports with TK or Tommy Chrysan. We're going to hear from Andy Wells. You can call or text him for all of your real estate needs. 225-772-6000. Andy going to tell you all about that in a minute. And then we'll come back. We'll be joined by Trey Blossman. And uh, we got some hot takes for you here on this episode of Sports Takes, all a part of Talking Sports with TK. I am Tommy Chrysan. Stay tuned. This is Andy Wells with Keller Williams First Choice Realty. And I want to be your real estate guy. Call or text me today for any and all of your real estate needs. Are you on the fence about selling your house? I have seven amazing reasons why you should have it on the market right now. I'd love to share that with you. So call or text me today at 225-772-6000. That's 225-772-6000. Once again, this is Andy Wells, and I want to be your real estate guy. 225-772-6000. That's 225-772-6000. We continue with Talking Sports with TK. I'm Tommy Chrysan, as I mentioned, about to be joined by Trey Blossman for this episode of Sports Takes. We've got a lot of hard-hitting stuff for you today. Please share this podcast. Trey Blossman, good afternoon. How are you doing today? Doing good, Tommy. Had a great weekend. Uh, I hope everyone did. And, uh, time is rolling on. The sports world's plenty busy. SEC Football Media Day is less than a month away. We'll talk about that when it gets closer, of course, College World Series going on in Omaha. But today we want to talk about the NBA playoffs and some Olympic stories. We got some hard-hitting takes for you folks out there. So you definitely want to put the seatbelt on and get ready. Trey Blossman, we start with the NBA playoffs. You got the floor. Well, Tommy, when the NBA playoffs started, I was hoping for a couple of things. I was hoping for a deep run by the Denver Nuggets, which I didn't get. I was hoping for an early exit by the Lakers and the Clippers. I got half of that. Lakers lost in the first round to the Suns. The Clippers played in a game seven, an elimination game over the weekend versus the Utah Jazz. The Jazz led 75 to 50, a 25-point lead with 11.36 remaining in the third quarter. They had a 23-point halftime lead. They hit a shot to open the third quarter, led by 25. Jordan Clarkson, the NBA Sixth Man of the Year, had 21 points in 19 minutes in the first half. And it was a big reason why there was a 23-point halftime lead. Quinn Snyder, the NBA, uh, or rather the Utah Jazz coach, for some 
insane reason played Jordan Clarkson for all of six minutes in the second half. He did not score. From the point it was 75 to 50, the Jazz were outscored 81 to 44 for the remainder of the second half. How in the world can you keep the NBA sixth man of the year on the bench in the second half after putting up 21 in 19 minutes in the first half? It's, it's insane. Donovan Mitchell had 39 points, nine rebounds, nine assists, playing on a bad ankle for the Jazz. He did everything he could to will his team to victory. But the guy who could help him most sat on the bench for the majority of the second half. I, I just will never understand that, Tommy. It's mind-boggling. I'll steal my term from our late, great, good friend, uh, Dave Scandaliato. He, uh, he was famous for saying that something was mind-boggling. And I think what you just said fits that uh, term from Dave. Well, you know, Mike Conley had been hurt. He hadn't played a game in the series. He was rusty. He, he started the game. He played. He was horrible. He couldn't make shots. He was turning the ball over. When Clarkson came in for him in the first half, the team exploded. But it didn't happen in the second half. And again, Quinn Snyder's a smart guy. He went to Duke. He's had a good team for years in the NBA. But I don't understand what he was thinking in that game seven, Tommy. It just blows my mind. Another big game seven was last night. And it was a really good game between a team that continues to get overlooked in the Atlanta Hawks and the Philadelphia 76ers, the 76ers, the first seed in the East. Well, Ben Simmons got thrown under the bus after the game by teammate Joel Embiid and coach Doc Rivers. And Doc Rivers was asked, can you win an NBA championship with Ben Simmons at point guard? And Doc Rivers said he didn't know the answer to that question at the present time. I think Doc Rivers should have lied and said yes. You don't throw your player under the bus right after the game. But Simmons did deserve to get thrown under the bus. He, he passed on a layup, which probably would have been a dunk, very late in a close game. I think he was afraid he would get fouled and have to go to the free throw line. In this year's playoffs, Ben Simmons shot 34% at the free throw line. It's the worst free throw percentage in the playoffs for a season by a player in NBA history. The previous low water mark was 37% by Shaquille O'Neal in 2004. Ben Simmons refuses to work on his game. He refuses to improve as a player. And he's a big money contract guy that will never, ever sign a contract for as much money as the one he's playing under now because he's soft, he's weak, and he's unwilling to improve his game. Well, you know, he came to LSU out of that academy down in Florida, and that was a mess. That that really put LSU basketball back it uh, did. many it steps. Did. Yes, yes. And now part was Johnny Jones's deal, you know, get him in there, and they agreed, or Johnny was forced to let the ESPN do this documentary when there were cameras on Simmons, like, every day, practice, whatever. 
game, bus ride, uh, team meeting. It was just a circus, okay? And it really distracted that team. And then Simmons did not attend one single class in the spring because he knew he was one and done going to the NBA. And then, of course, they had an NIT bid that, uh, according to LSU, Johnny Jones and the AD chose not to accept that bid. It was all because Ben Simmons was a disaster for the LSU program in many ways, on the court and off the court. Gets to Philadelphia, you just cited some numbers. He did, he did not attempt a field goal in the fourth quarter in five of the seven games in the uh, series that they just uh, played against Atlanta. You know, he he, you're right. He refuses to work on his game. Philadelphia has got to cut ties with him. I know it'll be a money thing, and I don't know the details on all that. But, you know, just like when Donovan McNabb choked in the Super Bowl and was scared, couldn't remember the plays in the huddle, Ben Simmons choked in a seven-game series, okay? He choked because he wasn't a part of it. He should have had his butt on the bench. Uh, the coach should have put him on the bench uh, long before game seven. It was an embarrassment to the NBA and an embarrassment to to the guys who work very hard on the game of basketball to help their team win a game. Simmons just flat out didn't care. You made a reference to Shaquille O'Neal on the inside the NBA show. Uh, he said had Simmons been in his locker room, he would have knocked his ass out. Because I'm surprised, and Embiid called him out, and, you know, Embiid's a whole other story. Can't play back-to-back nights. I mean, it's just a soft thing in Philadelphia. And this game and and this series is something that's going to take a long time to overcome. Well, you know, Tommy, you you look at guys like that that haven't improved and won't improve and just don't even seem to be interested in improving, and you look at – other guys who continually fine-tune their game and get better. And the greatest players in the NBA get better, okay? Steph Curry had one of his best seasons ever. He's, thirty, what, 33 years old. Kevin Durant played phenomenal ball in these playoffs, and he played, I think, 52 of 53 minutes in their game, seven he played 48 minutes in the game before that. And they went into overtime the other night, and he was just exhausted. You could see he didn't make a shot uh, after scoring at will in the game. The guy, he played until he had nothing left to give. And then you look at players that won't play back-to-back games, that won't play more than 36 minutes a night. And I'll tell you what, the NBA has an image problem. They have a viewership problem. They need to encourage more people to play hard and be tough and fewer players to be soft and be pampered. Uh, I think that's part of the problem. Sure, the social justice posturing is part of it, but part of it is weakness on behalf of the players. And we've talked in the past on segments of this uh, podcast about how the teams from the 80s and 90s would destroy these modern teams even though the players of today are more highly skilled than those guys were. The reason, because those guys played hard and they played tough and they were physical. And after a quarter playing against the Detroit Pistons, any team from the current NBA would not want to come out for the second quarter. It's just, they're soft. They're pampered. They're spoiled. 
And well, when I watch when I watch a great player play hard, like I watched Donovan Mitchell play the other night, like I watched Kevin Durant play the last few games, it, it's inspiring because I don't see enough of that in today's NBA. Well, they say geniuses think alike, and right before you made reference to the Detroit Pistons, I was thinking about the bad boys, and that if the Seventy Sixers team and many other teams played those guys that they, they would not want to come out for the second quarter. You're right. They, they would say, I can't do this. Uh, I'm, I'm not doing this anymore. And it's gone soft. And the NBA's got an image problem, like you said, Trey Blossman. And now you got Atlanta and Milwaukee in the Eastern Finals. Phoenix, one game to none over the Clippers in the West. Nobody's watching. Not a lot of people care except the, the basketball enthusiasts and the big fans like yourself. And I happened to catch a game at a local water hole last night. It was on the screen. I couldn't hear it. Me and a couple of guys were watching it and making our comments or whatever. But because I normally would not, I would not have watched that if I wouldn't have been where I was last night. But, you know, I'm glad LeBron James is out of the playoffs. I think that makes it better. But other than that, this thing is just, um, it's it, it's just not going in the right direction that I would think the NBA wants it to go in. Can they change it? I don't know. Well, Tommy, I, I'll be pulling for a finals between the Atlanta Hawks and the Phoenix Suns, two teams with lots of young talent. They, uh, other than the Chris Paul acquisition by Phoenix, the, these teams have been built via the draft for the most part. They haven't brought in big, big money free agents. Now, I said with the exception of Chris Paul, but a lot of people thought Chris Paul's best days were behind him. A lot of people were somewhat critical of the deal Phoenix made to bring him in. But Phoenix management and coach knew they were close. They knew they had a lot of young talent on his team, and they knew that a good, smart, savvy veteran like Chris Paul, if healthy, could put them over the top. And he has. And they won without him yesterday. Uh, And he'll probably be back by game three, if not game two. I think Phoenix beats the Clippers. Of course, Kawhi Leonard is out. He will not play again. Uh, Injured there. And here's another guy who takes a lot of time off. It's hard to dislike him as opposed to LeBron James because he never says anything. You know, he's a quiet guy. Uh, So you don't develop a dislike for Kawhi Leonard like you do because he's not speaking out on every issue and he's not trying to draw attention to himself. But he's a guy who doesn't play every night. And, you know, uh, does he train hard enough to stay healthy? I I don't know. You know, some guys look like Iron Man out there. Some guys look like they're not even athletes, Tommy. Uh, I said after the 2016 draft on our old radio segments that Brandon Ingram would have a far better NBA career than Ben Simmons. Here we are five years later, and that looks like one of the smartest comments I ever made in my life, Tommy. (laughs) All right, so we're in the the conference finals now, so we've got to get through all of that, and and uh, no game tonight on here, Monday the 21st. And and we'll continue to let Trey follow the NBA playoffs for you here on our Sports Takes podcast. Trey, let's talk some Olympics. And I want to start by saying 
when I was a kid, the Olympics was a huge thing. I couldn't huge wait. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. Couldn't wait for it to come on TV. Now, keep in mind, when I was a kid, we didn't have 24 hours, seven days a week of sports on 76 different channels, okay? But uh, the Olympics, I mean, the, the red, white, and blue, the USA, I mean, that was a huge thing for me as a kid. And then I got a little bit older, and I got beyond college, and I, I knew some people that played on Team USA's baseball team in the Olympics. And I'm thinking, man, what what would an honor that would be to have USA on my chest wearing the red, white, and blue and go play baseball. And, and you know, Mandeville's Brett Bryan was a weightlifter in the Olympics. I interviewed him on your father's old radio station, WARB, while he was in Seoul, Korea. I did that interview right there, <laughs> sitting in the radio station in Covington. The Olympics was a huge thing for me and so many people. Now, it has gotten out of whack. It's lost all its glitter. They're going to have them in Tokyo. They were supposed to be last summer. It didn't happen due to the pandemic. And now you got all these transgender athletes, U.S. people, transgender athletes, who wants to burn a United States flag on the podium. I, I tell you, I may not watch a minute of the Olympics. Well... Tommy, I, I loved the Olympics growing up. I also greatly looked forward to it. We Not only did we not have the coverage of sports around the clock back then, we didn't get the best coverage of the Olympics back then. You mentioned 88, the Seoul Olympics. In 1988, I bet you, and that's when NBC had the Olympics on several different platforms, and I had first gotten Prime Star, an early satellite TV provider. I lived way out in the country, and I went from having three or four channels to a whole bunch of them all of a sudden. I bet you I video recorded 80 to 100 hours of Olympic coverage from Seoul so I could watch it all because I, I had a job. I wasn't home watching TV all day, but when I got home, I'd start watching those tapes. And uh, I mean, I, I just grew up loving everything about the Olympics. Uh, I love watching the competitors compete for spots on the team. NBC has been having the swimming and track and field trials on at night. And I've been watching some of that in between and around the NBA games. You mentioned Brett Bryan. I got an interesting side note there, Tommy. He has an uncle named Logan Magruder, Logie Magruder. I went to River Forest Academy with Logie and played little league football with him and was two grades behind him at St. Paul's. Uh, small world. Well, yeah, you know, of course, Brett was at Southeastern playing football when I was playing baseball. He's a kick returner, kind of running back kind of guy, and uh, got to know Brett well. And he, we did that interview from the Olympics uh, while he was in uh, Seoul, Korea. I'll never forget that. I was honored to, to have him on on WARB in Covington, uh, the station your family owns. So, and that, that hey, was I in some know. of your earliest days of broadcasting. Yeah, that's like 30-plus years ago. I mean, <laughs> gee, I, I'm getting old, Trey. But well, no, I don't know, know if I'm going to watch the Olympics and this whole transgender athlete thing. It, it, it's mind-boggling that these sports bodies are letting males identify as females and play sports and where the hell are the proponents of women's sports who went from when Richard Nixon signed title nine in the early seventies, they've, they've, they've spent countless years and efforts and time and money to raise women's sports up and get it in the spotlight. And now they're just going to let it be destroyed by letting men play women's sports. And I, mean, I can't believe those people aren't in, in an outrage to stop this stuff 
and these sports bodies, I mean, it's just, oh, man, uh, I'm going to be listening to a lot of music in the near future. Well, Tommy, for those that don't know, a biological male competing as a woman weightlifter for New Zealand has made their Olympic team. Uh, That is a very sad day for women's sports. And I think you had mentioned that there's a BMX motocross bicycle racer, biological male who appears to have made the USA team as a woman. Right. And wants to burn an American flag on the podium after meddling. That's the goal of this mentally ill person who wants to compete against girls. Well, I, I know, I guess, I don't even know. Is NBC televising the Olympics? I don't even yes, know. Yes. But, but whoever is, is about to waste a lot of money because people are not going to watch it. They're not going to put up with things like that. There's small groups of people will, okay? Most people won't. Just like most well, people won't watch the NBA, most people are not going to watch the Olympics. It's just well, Tommy, not going to J- happen. Japan has done all they can do to maintain the integrity of the Olympics. They've announced some rules about what you can and cannot do on the podium and such. But they can only do so much. They don't pick the teams that compete there. That's up to the other countries to send their own team. And how in the world can the USA be sending biological men to compete on the world stage as women. That's just incredible to me. You know, that's the woke crowd that believes in this. Wokeness equals mental illness, Tommy, and there's no other way to shape it. You have to be mentally ill to think it's fair to let biological males compete in athletic events against women. I, I agree 100%. We'll see. Uh, that, that topic's not going to go away here in the coming months, and I'm sure here on the Sports Takes podcast we'll visit it again. Trey Blossman, as always, fun to visit with you. We encourage people to share this podcast with all of your friends. We certainly enjoy doing it, and we thank all who do listen. Trey, you have a wonderful day. Thank you, Tommy. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 